One of my favorite people out there joins us now. He's a worship leader. He's an activist. I mean that in a very positive way. He's a conservative. He's a Christian. He's a patriot. He's a great guy, and the media doesn't like him. And he started a movement in the midst of the lockdowns. Super spreader. The rise of hashtag let us worship. Sean Foyt joins us right now. Sean, how you doing? Hey, thanks so much for having me on, bro. means a lot. Sean, Glad you're, to be here. you're a great American. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? We've done some things together, but some people might not be familiar. So let's start there. Well, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a dad, got four kids, um, and I lead several different organizations, uh, missions organizations, uh, ministries. Uh, one of them, probably most notably in the last few years, has been called Let Us Worship, which was actually started as a pledge uh, during the during the COVID lockdowns in the summer of 2020. Started as a pledge really to get uh, uh, pastors and leaders in New York and California to sign up and say, no more, we're not going to stand this hypocrisy from the government and uh, closing down churches, but letting strip clubs and, and marijuana dispensaries and bars be open. Uh, let us worship. So that was the name of the pledge. We garnered hundreds of thousands of signatures. And I really felt like, okay, now it's time to turn this this pledge into a movement. And so our first gathering ever took place in uh, July of 2020 on the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, and about 400 of us gathered together and prayed and t- took a stand. And we... Uh, put the whole thing on Facebook live and it kind of went viral. And the next day we went down to Huntington beach, California, and there was a thousand people there. And then the next day we went down to San Diego and there's 5,000 people. And really a movement was born of Christians, of Patriots, of people taking a stand in the pandemic. It sweeped across America. We went to 170 cities and counting this Saturday will be in Philadelphia in Independence Mall, the exact place where Biden's horrific speech was. We're actually going to that same location this Saturday to do another event and then Times Square on Sunday. So still going strong. I love it. It really started a movement. So let's talk about you have a film coming out, by the way, Super Spreader. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's well, Super Spreader. Well titled <laughs> Super Spreader, the rise of hashtag let us worship. But talk about how you were maligned in the midst of all this, about some of the opposition where all you wanted to do was be able to let people praise God. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that's a big part of this film, Charlie, is we, we, we tell the whole story, you know, it's the controversy surrounding it, the, the fact of so many people that were against us. I mean, not only did we have Antifa and Satanists and we were assaulted and we had uh, attacked several times, um, but then at the same time, we had people online harassing us. We had people, we had death threats coming to our house. We had trolls. We had, and then of course, the worst part of the whole thing is the, is the silence of your friends and the, the isolation that you feel that in this, in the midst of this time, when we felt like we, we knew we were following God to take a stand and be bold, uh, so many people were not with us and actually went against us. Friends of ours, people, heroes that we loved in the faith. Uh, did not get behind us. And so it was a journey of finding out who our real friends are. You know, I'll say that much. But the film details the entire journey and hopefully gives a lot of courage to people that, you know, when we're called to take a stand, we're going to face a lot of opposition. But we're also going to see a lot of breakthrough. Yeah, so there's so many elements of this, Sean, I want to unpack with you. Let's start with one of them, Mm -hmm. which is that friends that were not your friends. 
What do you mean by that? I mean, you you came from Pentecostal world, right? Uh, Redding, California, Bethel. Who in the Christian world didn't stand by you? Well, I'll just say this. You know, we we have we have um, for years. I've written songs with these uh, the some of the most well known songwriters in, in the church world. I've done conferences. We've done tours together. But you really find out the, the 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 power and the authority of your songs and your sermons when you face seasons like this. And I was shocked. I mean, I just imagined that we were all in this together. Like, yeah, we sing about slaying Goliath in the land. We sing about taking a stand for God. And now here's our moment to live our songs out. And uh, I, I eerily stood alone in in many ways um, on this journey. And I, I just think the political pressure that people had, the fear, the the narrative of fear, uh, this whole false, fake gospel message of if you love your neighbor, you'll be at home and wear a mask. And if you go out, you're infecting people, you're going to kill people's grandmas. And, you know, meanwhile, we're literally seeing people come to God. We're seeing salvations. We're seeing people that were going to commit suicide, get freedom. Uh, we're seeing human connection, which people hadn't had for a year. You know, the chance to look at another human being and realize that you're alive and 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 you're still here. I mean, and and yet we had so many that that I mean, not even just didn't stand with us; they maligned us. I mean, they went and just said the worst things about us. It was like they joined with the liberal media in bashing us. And here, yeah, it just it was. Any, very, names, very any names you can share, Sean? Our audience is very curious. We're getting lots of messages. <laughs> well, there's a there is a lot of names. I think you know you could, uh, you know, I was talking to, to Tucker Carlson about this. I mean, Rick Warren and, and that that whole go. group. There's a big, yeah. there's a big, there's a big group of those guys. You know that uh, that really, really came came against us, and and they were as we know, Charlie. They were in bed with the government. They were getting money to promote the vax. That's right. Um, all of that stuff has now come out, you know, so we understand why they were viciously attacking Christians for wanting to worship God outside and buck these COVID guidelines because we didn't believe in mandating the vax if you want to worship God. Like, what the heck kind of country is this? Yeah, and so, we know Rick Warren has spoke repeatedly at Davos World Economic Forum. Rick Warren was a major peddler of the vaccine. Rick Warren was a major peddling a peddler of churches being closed. Rick Warren worked with NIH back-channeled. We now know that in new declassified documents or publicized documents, I say not declassified. And Rick Warren then used religious sanctimony and theological hierarchical argumentation saying, if you dare do what you're doing, Sean, you're not being biblical. You're not being a Christian. Isn't that the most harmful right. argument that he made? Not that I disagree with you, but that you're not actually being Christ-like. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that what's sad, what's sad, Charlie, is that although these guys have, some of them are scholars, and some of them have been, uh, you know, teaching materials. They they've released books that have been bestsellers in the world, um, and maybe even some of us like we used to listen to him and get encouraged by them and I agree and, and totally I have their to, Bible study. I read his book, Purpose Driven Life. It was great. It was great. And a lot of people a lot of people were inspired. However, something happened in this COVID era that really exposed 
I believe things that needed to be exposed. And I think mm. the further we get away from that season, the more we're realizing, okay, yes, this sucked in so many ways and it was difficult, but maybe it was necessary for the refining process of the church yeah, amen. so that we could know who's really going to take a stand. We could know who really is. I mean, think about this. How in the world could it be controversial to worship God outside? I mean, that alone to me is it's so mind boggling. I never thought in America we would get to that place, Charlie. Yeah. And what was really interesting is how some people who were not Christians were your biggest defenders. Is that some people that were not Christians were saying, hey, he has yeah. a right to do this. I mean, he has a constitutional right. right. Why are you know, right. it was a very interesting coalition that started to come together. And I'll never forget, Sean. I have been wildly wrong about a couple things. I've been right about a couple of things. Where I was most wildly wrong was a prediction I made on this show saying the church is going to rise up against the government and we're not going to take this COVID lockdown stuff. And boy, was I wrong. The church was compliant. It was complicit. It was cowardly. I was like, oh, they're not going to shut down for Easter. Cross the country. Ghost town. If it wasn't for our mutual friend, Rob McCoy, who kind of broke the silence. Like, wait, this is crazy. What are we doing here? You want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids? Just look at how they react to the wonderful company of Patriot Mobile. I use Patriot Mobile, and you should too. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile is amazing. They have affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Charlie or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code CHARLIE. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Charlie. Join our movement, make the switch today, and make a difference tomorrow. PatriotMobile.com slash Charlie. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Charlie or call 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Charlie. Let's play some sound from his new movie, Super Spreader. Let's play cut 112. My family, they're all doctors and nurses. So I knew when the virus happened that it was real. I knew, But I knew that the fear that was coming along with it and the opportunity for people to seize on that fear, specifically politicians and leaders, I knew that that was going to be a bigger problem. Sean, your thoughts? Yes. Yeah, I mean, exactly what I said. I, I knew that, you know, I think we're, we're coming out of a season where fear was fear was the real virus. And um, as we were talking about earlier, that that fear and that control exposes in us where do we stand and who do we stand with and what do we do when this level of manipulation and fear and, and, and stuff is, is put upon the masses. Where are we in that as the church? And so I think that's where a lot of this movement was born was in the, in the, in the confluence of that, that dynamic where, where fear came to terrorize people. I mean, we're, we're not even fully sure yet, Charlie, of the implications, the long-term implications on learning on kids, mm -hmm. on, addiction habits because of this pandemic. I mean, we touch a little bit on that in the film, but I don't even think we know the full scope of, of what we have to deal with because of that. 
Yeah, it, the, the damage may never be known. And so let's go to cut 116. Let's play that. I wanted to pick Waterfront Park. It's right there in the downtown part of the city. It's a block from the courthouse. I don't want to be in the suburbs. I don't want to be somewhere safe. I want to be right in the middle of where this is happening because I want to see God do something. Oh, Walked up to ask him to stop throwing things at the children because there's kids down there. I mean, they're toddlers. Yeah. And they sprayed me too, obviously. So, for those of you on radio and podcasting, that is from the new movie. It's a wild clip, super spreader. So, Sean, you picked that in downtown Portland and as a worship event. And what, about 30 totally dressed in all black paramilitary terrorists show up. They call themselves Antifa, domestic violent extremists. And they come and they start smashing your gear, throwing what seems to be kind of like a smoke grenade almost. Walk us through this, Sean. Yeah, there's a lot more than 30. Um, I think in those clips you see different elements of different events, but yeah, I mean, every, each time we came to Portland and Seattle, uh, multiple times we came to both those cities, uh, they would show up. And I think at one point, uh, I, it might have even been the second time we were in Portland, there was there was probably over 60 to 70 uh, Antifa dudes there. And um, thank God that we had a lot of a lot of security and we were we were ready for them. But I mean, these people are nasty, man. They're violent. Um, they, they were, they were throwing, uh, and you'll see this in the film too, but they were throwing these little spiked things as people were leaving the worship service, they were throwing these spiked things in the road to pop tires of cars. I mean, they were throwing rocks, babies were inhaling the, uh, the, uh, you know, pepper spray, uh, and the bear spray that they had. I mean, these people, they are just demonic, you know, and we face them. In numerous cities, and still to this day, sometimes they show up, you know, across America. And, I mean, and you're just wild. you're just trying to worship, play worship music, and they show up as domestic violence. Yeah, the, and they they show up, and and they, you know, and of course they're all they're usually all white, um, and they're protesting, you know, that we're racist and that we're this and that. Meanwhile, we have black preachers, you know, Hispanic uh, preachers. We have we have a very very diverse. Uh, group that the guys with in fact that was one of the things rolling stone said they don't really know what to do with because they call me a, a white nationalist a white supremacist but they're like but yet at his gatherings there's an incredible um, amount of diversity i mean no one can argue that so i think that even that doesn't stop them you know i mean it's like these people are just they're 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 how, just demented how, how and, many of them were arrested or have been serving time <laughs> exactly no, I'm just None asking. that I know of. None. Yeah, that's right. So zero. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get arrested if you come dressed as a domestic violent extremist, left-wing Antifa terrorist in downtown Portland, destroying property, th- throwing yeah. smoke grenades or whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, you know, bear spray, intimidation. No, for the left, that's perfectly acceptable. Yet they go on and on and on saying that the right are a bunch of domestic violent extremists. Sean, I want to play another piece of tape here and get your reaction it is going viral stacy abrams you see this tape of stacy abrams do you see this yes i did stacy abrams comes out and she says hey a heartbeat in a child is a conspiracy theory basically there's no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks it is a manufactured sound she says 
designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body, play cut 80. There is no such thing as a heartbeat in six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from her. Sean, your thoughts. I'm actually so glad that this clip went viral. I'm like so grateful for moments like this. Whoever recorded that and posted it, I, I shared it on my Hold the Line account this morning. Yeah, I mean, it just literally shows it's exposing how ridiculous these people are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it speaks for itself. I mean, nor, no normal sane human could watch that and, and, and not think that she's absolutely crazy. Like she is the conspiracy theorist here. And, um, I, you know, I, I can't even imagine, hopefully, all of Georgia will see this. I mean, I think one of the things that they need to do, the Republicans there in Georgia, is just play this clip over and over again, like everywhere, um, because there's not a there, there's not a person that that understands any amount of science that would agree with her that it's some QAnon manufactured theory that a heartbeat is it is in the. You know, it it is you can hear a heartbeat, you know, in the womb. And I've had four kids and I know, Charlie, you know, Mm -hmm. heartbeats are real. Yeah, babies have them. And it's uh, it's extraordinary. Twitter now goes into overdrive to justify the murder of children, saying Abrams appeared at a panel event in Georgia on Tuesday. This is Twitter and discussed various states bans on abortion at six weeks. She said, quote, there is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the rights to take control of a woman's body. Doctors and scientists speaking with NBC News and NPR confirm that while a fetus geez, has, a car- has cardiac activity at six weeks, a functional heart does not exist yet at this stage. Wait a second. So they confirm wait, that there is cardiac activity? At six weeks, I can confirm and you can confirm, Sean, you can see and hear a heartbeat. Abrams, then, then Glenn Kessler from the Washington Post says, the ultrasound medica- uh, technology, we have it right here. It has right here from the Atlantic, the origin of the fake heartbeat conspiracy theory, which is how ultrasound helped advance the idea that a fetus is a person, how ultrasound became political. Sean, I thought we were pro-science. No words. I mean, you know, it, they, they, their science when it fits their narrative and then their you know, they're, they're anti when it doesn't, I mean, they, they, these, these people don't play by the rules. They, 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 they have an agenda. And every day when videos like this come out, it's actually such a gift, Charlie. I think these moments are a gift where people can begin to realize how delusional and how, uh, how possessed really, I mean, it's beyond, I mean, how do you hate babies that much to deny the fact that they would have a heartbeat? Like, what is the demonic hatred that fills your heart that you actually absolutely hate life that much? Like that is, is, is really beyond me and it's, it's sickening. Yeah, the signs that they continue to post on their Martha's Vineyard mansion. We believe black lives matter. No human is illegal. Love is love. Women's rights are human's rights. Science is real. Water is life. And injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Unless you're a Venezuelan on Martha's Vineyard, then get the heck off our island. Or, unless you're trimming my hedges, that's uh, right. you shouldn't be here. Precisely, yes. Unless you're serving me lunch, get out of the room. So, Sean, I want to just talk more broadly about Christianity. I mean, you were able to really inspire a grassroots movement of people worshiping 
Let me just ask the numbers. How many people do you estimate gave their life to the Lord thanks to the work you did? I mean, through through the Let Us Worship movements, um, I would say move through our, our events, I would say over a hundred thousand. I mean, it would be I, I would think easily, and then that's not even counting people that are online. I mean, we have stories that come in now. You know, while this movement began, you'll see this in the film. You can get your tickets at superspreaderfilm.com. It's one night only, September 29th. One night only in theaters. Um, but but as you'll see in the film, you know the world was locked down. There wasn't anybody doing events, especially on this scale outdoors Mm -hmm. anywhere. And so we had kind of a global following of people all over the world that were watching, that were tuning in. And so, I mean, there were churches that were started in Europe because they were watching let us worship events and they would get together and they would watch our events and, and have a house church together. I mean, so, you know, I don't know the approximate, I don't even know only heaven will tell us one day what the impact, but I do know that a lot of people came to the Lord. A lot of people got saved. A lot of people got freed and delivered. Um, and, and there was a lot of fruit. What, and so a lot of the kind, not a lot, some people in the Christian world, you know, they talk a good game and they talk snobbishly mm-hmm. towards you and they attack you. I mean, what's the response there? I mean, you've created an unbelievable movement more so than any of these mega church pastors allegedly ever have. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, what's funny is um, I, a buddy of mine told me, you know, hey, like instead of having your staff delete, you know, these gnarly comments and these things people say, like let the controversy build itself, right? Let let people that have been touched, been impacted, let them respond. So what started to happen, whether it was social media or outlets or whatever, I, I know that CNN sent a bunch of people in to do a hit piece and all they got were these incredible testimonies from people. Like I remember the Seattle news showed up when we were there and they were like, you know, you know, here's Christians out here defined. And and they had to capture on film people getting baptized on the streets of Seattle where all of they've been broadcasting the night before was destruction and violence and Antifa. Now all of a sudden the whole region is watching people baptized in their own city. So in many ways, you know, uh, the 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 fruit speaks for itself, and you can't deny when God's moving. You can't deny that no human could. It's like Paul. It's like um like what they said in the New Testament. Like, hey, if if the, if this is a if this is a real God thing, you won't be able to stop it. Let's let it play out. You know, you see that in the Book of Acts. Even the religious leaders that were trying to stop it said, "Well, let's let it play out and see what happens." And I think with our movement, it's undeniable that God's used it and that people have been healed and saved and set free. And so a lot of times, instead of like trying to defend every motive and everything that they say about us, I just say, man, come and see, come and get impacted, see for yourself that God's moving and that people's lives are being changed. Sean, in closing here, you're outspoken on politics as well. What do you have to say to Christians that say, I don't have to get involved in politics. I don't care about it. Well, politics is going to get involved with you. That would be my statement. You can try all you want to not get involved with politics. Politics will get involved with you. And we've seen that in COVID. We saw the overreach of government. Government was actually mandating what the church could and could not do. And so, you know, you may not have an interest, but they have an interest in you. And so I think it's time for us, uh, if anything, hopefully this film will cause us to take inventory on how we responded in that season why it's important that we engage in the governmental mountain, why it's important that we 
know who our elected officials are, why it's important that we take a stand, because you know what? At the end of the day, they have a lot of power and they they flex that muscle at us in 2020. And we can never allow that to happen in America again. That's exactly right. I mean, but a lot of some people say, you know, it's too messy or they'll call you a Christian nationalist. How should a Christian respond to that? Yeah, I think the term Christian nationalism, we, we actually talk about that on the film. We dive into all these issues. And, you know, I think that so many have, have run from that title because, you know, the, the left tries to use it to smear people. However, it's kind of like, well, if Christian nationalist means that I love God and I love the country he put me into and I want to fight for that country and the best for that country and I want that country to be a Christian nation, which America is, and I want that country to – to have the kingdom of God represented, which we do here, then maybe, yeah, maybe I am a Christian nationalist. I mean, I think we have to come to that point and say, hey, listen, like, just like throughout history, even in the Bible, David wrote songs about Israel. He said, God, he said, God, I want you to bless this country. You mm-hmm. the, the book of Psalms has tons of songs written about Israel. And I think Christians need to rise up with a sense of pride, like God's put us here. He's, we're raising our kids and our family here, and we want this place to be a representation of his kingdom on the earth. Why should we not want America to be Christian? You know, So I say embrace it. Don't run from it. Amen. I love it. Well said. Sean, thank you so much. Super Spreader is the movie. Check it out. Yeah.